we had a, a group of guys who understand exactly what our challenge is this year and exactly how we want to play. Uh, I think that, you know, it's a cliche, but it's the honest truth. Every year is a different challenge, and every year you have to find a way to adapt how you're going to play and what you're going to do with the personnel that you have. And so I'm excited about our guard line. Uh, I think our, our, our front line is, is something that we're going to have to develop a little bit. Excited to have Yo back and have a real anchor there. But uh, I just look forward to uh, to the challenge against Starter. What are you, your thoughts on a schedule? You haven't, uh, we haven't been able to talk to you since that all came out. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, we had great conversation in our schedule this year. A lot of t- a lot of years, you're talking to people, and it's just no thanks, no thanks, uh, not really. Uh, I'll call me later. And we had a lot of conversation with a lot of Power Five teams, okay? And that's what that's the games that we're, you know we're trying to schedule in the season, besides the in-state games. And, uh, and then we have an exempt tournament that we're in every year. And, so uh, we had a lot more conversation, a lot of guys talking. When it came right down to getting the game, I think uh, you know Mississippi State was the only game that we got, and, we, and we're, we're going out as far as the Power Five. But we got a lot of these uh, you know, Mountain West Conference teams that uh, we've talked to for a while, the real rivalries that we had, UNLV and San Diego State. And we actually got Nevada you know, with, uh, with Eric, and, and he, he's willing to play anybody anywhere. So... We're going to start over his place. I think that those games are really quality games. And you can never really, you don't really know how good those teams are going to be, but they're, pro- they're, they're projected all to be, you know, basically top 75 uh, teams. And uh, hopefully you, when it turns out that they're a little bit better than that because that helps you. And, and, you know, Larry talked about it there. It's, it's uh it's not about how many. It's about who and where you be, where are you playing. And so uh, you just got to get as many of those on the schedule as you, the schedule as you can. What's it like getting Nick back? Nick's been great. Yeah, it's, he's had a, had a great semester academically. You know, the summer was uh, was he took a really a, a, a difficult load, and we wanted to see how he was prepared for that. And uh, he came out great with flying colors. And you know, Nick's a Nick's a player. He's he's a competitor. And, uh, I look forward to, uh, to when he can play for us, but I really love having him in practice. It's, he's a uh, quality guy, and I'm glad he's made it through this. How does his panic sound? Yeah, yeah, he's made it through. It's back 100%. Did you learn a lot from last year? And I think you touched on it. But did you learn a lot from last year with the committees be rolling out of the quadrant one, quadrant two type games and how to kind of put those into a schedule? Well, I, I think I think we all learned that it's. Um, it's becoming a pretty, pretty consistent that how you're not going to get in. Okay. Now getting in is still going to be a little bit uh, of a challenge at the end, the last three or four teams in. But if you don't have, you know, uh, quality games in, in, you know, at home and on the road in the preseason, then uh, you're probably going to miss it. So no matter what your record is. Well, you know, I think that it'll probably be pretty full. That's what I would imagine. I would imagine that the tickets will be hard to get. And a, a 12 o'clock game, usually at that time, or uh, fun games for the fan, tough on the guys, you know, tough on the coaches. It's a, it's a whole different day when you look at that. But uh, uh, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I think the last time we played Utah on a neutral court was. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I know we played in the Pepsi Center years and years ago in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, but uh, we may have played them 
you know, in, in Thomas and Mac, I, I can't remember, but uh, I, I think having you know Utah on our schedule is exciting for our fans, and uh, I think it's exciting for Utah fans. I mean, it's uh, it's something that I hope that the basketball fans in the state of Utah, uh, no matter what direction we go as far as leagues are concerned, they they have a chance to watch the in-state teams play each other and feel feel that. Uh, emotion and energy on that night. Is there any uh, concern, Dave? Chris Hill used to talk a little bit about the worry of slippage in attendance as the years go on. That's not a huge problem at BYU, but does that concern you, attendance in college basketball? Well, I, I think that we've got a we've got a great game, uh, but we've got we've got some things that we can really improve on, uh, and I think that. You know, the rules committee is always looking at different things to try to help the game a little bit. Uh, I, I think saturation of, of, of TV and media availability to where you can watch the game without being in the arena is an issue. But uh, I know that uh, it was talked a little bit about here, the, the feeling that is in, you know, the spectrum and up on the hill and, you know, at Weber State, when you're in there and you're playing those games, it's not anything like watching that TV. And I encourage all the basketball fans all over the state to get in the you know, arenas and watch your teams. And you'll have a, a, a night of, of extreme energy and emotion that like, you just you can't recreate it anywhere else. As heated as this rivalry has been, whether it's at the Marriott Center or the Huntsman Center, being in a neutral site like this, do you think that's going to take away a little bit of the emotion of the game that you guys, that at least your team, will feel? I doubt it. Yeah. I think the guys all, uh, we recruit the same guys. You know, they've got guys on their roster that we try to get, and they have we have guys on our roster that you know they try to get, and and I, th- I think for that. You know, however much time it is, it could be a three-day prep, it could be a seven-day prep, whatever each guy has. Uh, there's a different feel in that time of your season because that's a it's a big game. It's one of those games that will always be pulled off the schedule. And how'd you do in that game? And it's one of those games where the coaching staff, well, this is how many times you played, and this is how many times you won, or how many times you've been beat, or whatever. And so. Uh, it cranks that, that up just a little bit, no matter uh, where the game's going to be played. How's Yoli been doing? Great. It's had a great summer, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm really happy for him and where he is, his attitude, his, uh, his determination, his work ethic has been uh, terrific, and I think he's uh, in for a great year. Was there still the same amount of gelling that you saw over, I guess we can talk about summer workouts in the past now, but the same amount of gelling that you saw as previous years where you guys lost so little, obviously, Eli and whatnot? But. Yeah, I think I think the guys uh, are more prepared for the summer now. You know, it's it's been uh, three or four really uh, complete eight-week periods that we've been through, and we've adjusted each one uh, to the personnel that we had. And this year we were down a few guys just because of, Missions guys coming off missions late. We had a couple injuries that we're still waiting for, but uh, for the most part, uh, it was a it was an energetic you know group. All week, you know, every week we took it you know basically week by week, and the time they spend in the weight room, the time they spend conditioning, the time they spend on the floor with the coaches. Uh, I think the guys uh, you know gelled really really well, and, and like I said before. They're all prepared for when we get back in school and get started in fall for how we're going to play, what we're going to do, and uh, 
you know, some of the changes that we've made. Well, was Ryan Andrews able to participate in all the summer? No, Ryan's been still? Ryan's still waiting for, uh, you know, some clearance. So we'll see. All right. concern with your guys moving the rivalry game to a noon tip because I know that can be a little bit different for schedules and that sort of thing no games or- no I, I mean from uh you know we, look we practice at one typically every day uh, from a personal perspective I've always thought it's easier I, I've always felt a little sharper and I'm a better coach probably the earlier the game is uh, I end up becoming a nervous wreck throughout the course of the day and so, you know, you, how, how nervous can you get? You wake up in the morning, have a little breakfast, the next thing you know you're in here warming up and getting ready for the game and, and getting it done. So it, it's, it, you know, it, it can't be a negative. Uh, both the ball's going to go up. Both teams are dealing with it. And if you're sure. even discussing those types of things or making them an issue, I think that's a huge mistake because it, it really, in the, the nature of this rivalry like you're talking about, I, I'm the last thing in the world I'm thinking anybody remembers by the time it's the, the frenzy starts to build is that we're playing at noon. It's going to happen at 2 o'clock when everybody walks out of the gym and it's sunny and nice. Then you're going to remember that we played at noon. But beyond that, it, and, and I think it's great. It's going to be a, on an ESPN channel, um, you know, and it's not going to be at 9 p.m., which is 11 p.m. on the East Coast. So there's going to be a little bang for the buck that way across the country. Found a little bit on the ASU scheduling model and how you kind of switched your focus. Oh, no, nah, I mean, that's just that, that was an example of a team. You got to beat Kansas, you got to beat Xavier, so you can, you know. Um, but it's interesting if you don't give yourself a chance to do that, you can't beat them. I think there's a little bit of an unknown with our league, uh, you know, in terms of how, how the, the key for the Pac 12 success is the perception from the rest of the country is how we do in the preseason. And if you don't put yourself in a position to compete and play against those teams, then you can't really create much of a national buzz without doing it. Um, you know, and then I, I think our program's set in, you know, there's a lot of things in place. I don't feel like I'm grabbing my rear end trying to figure out what's going on like maybe we were five, six, seven years ago. Things, and it's not like we're in cruise control, but our staff's been together all these years everything and i think we're all ready to hit the deal button to play some great teams and know that we've got to get better and that's what that's kind of what college basketball is all about at this point it wasn't that case you know always but with the recruiting class we have the returners we have and some of the things in place i think it's time to to bite it off and get ready and and then hopefully those games i know if we play in rupp arena uh, and then all of a sudden you go to Arizona, you're going to be able to have that in the back of your head. Like this, Kentucky leads the country in attendance. So there isn't going to be any place that we go on the road that we say, wow, this is, you know, to where it becomes a, a, a big disadvantage. So there's a lot of things, I think, important for, for the scheduling. And we're going to, you know, we're going to keep uh, bumping it up a little bit as we move forward. Is this one overly ambitious? I mean, you're writing off a lot this year. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, what can you do, Dirk? Uh, you don't. Overly amp, however you want to define it. It's, yeah, I would say anybody from the outside looking in, but that, do you, you want to be talking about this or do you want to be talking about how we didn't schedule hard enough? You know, and there, either way you go, everybody's got an opinion on what it is. And I think from our team getting from point A to point B and being, a, you know, playing 
good basketball at the right time of year, these kind of experiences are going to help you help you do that. So, yeah, I, I love it, and you can probably expect that to, to be the norm moving forward. One of the cool things about our schedule, kind of a last-minute deal, Nevada is a top-five team, is, you know, Elite Eight, close to it a year ago, has everybody back, and that for us to have that game at home, you know, just before New Year, um, is a great marquee home game for us as well, and, and that's going to be a great experience just a few days before we start league play. So the Kentucky, I think, is something everybody's talking about, but when you look at that schedule, Minnesota's a team, you know, that's BYU's gonna, got a lot of guys back, so from a by over-ambitious, yeah, yeah, but I think it's going to be fun coaching our guys, and, and, uh, and I think everybody, I, I've said it before, it's kind of what we all signed up for, you know, you come play in the Pac-12. We're all excited about doing it. I'm excited to go to Rupp, you know. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be a great experience. Were you surprised that more people didn't come to this event last year? Uh, well, I never really paid a whole lot of attention to who was there. We played the first game. Uh, and as is the case a lot of times with Utah fans in general, you have to lie to them and tell them the game starts at 7 when it really starts at 7.30. Uh, so, you know, it was kind of new being in a different locker room coming in, and my, my focus was completely on, and then we got out of here when our game was over. So I, I don't know, you know, you have the numbers um, better than I do, but, um, yeah, it sh- it, there shouldn't be any shortage of seats this year, I wouldn't think, or butts in the seats. I don't know if you addressed this already, what's but up, man? Uh, what's going on, Coach? Um, you know, it's been a heated rivalry, particularly the last Which few rivalry? years. This is the Utah BYU thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you guys have a history together. Are we talking football or no. <laughs> basketball? Both, actually. Okay. Um, but now that it's on a neutral site, I don't think you've ever coached against them on a neutral site. How do you think that's going to change the atmosphere? It's going to be tough. They've never lost here. True. And if I would have known that, we never would have played the game. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It's like cheating. <laughs> what do you got? That's good. <laughs> but do you think it's going to take away from the intensity at all? Because it, it won't be no you know, so one sub partisan, no one no. crowd or the other? Well, let's wait and see. You know, that, there's only so many things you can control. My guess is you're going to have a pretty frenzied group of Utah fans that come in. The tickets are on sale right now. Talk is cheap. Uh, so, you know, there would be an equal allotment for each side, and then everybody would try to finagle away in the building. But I, um, I don't sense that it's going to be one of those environments that you come in where you're disappointed. You know, I think just the nature of the rivalry with an early game, everybody will be ready to, to fight at noon. So we'll see. Do you have access to tickets? For you? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> well, you see uh, interest in college basketball compared to when you were playing. Has it slipped at all? Atten- uh, you know, I look at attendance numbers. It's a little bit down nationwide, but not as much as you seem to hear. Anyway, is attendance an issue in college basketball? Well, I think that's, you know, by and large, uh, it is, and there's a lot of factors that come into play. You know, back back when I was in college, there were a couple games a week on ESPN, and it was Syracuse and St. John's and Georgetown, and so people were all somewhat in a frenzy mode to watch their home team play. And now I mean, you can watch 
I don't know how many options you'd have on a given night to watch basketball. Uh, it used to be Thursday, Saturday, 7 p.m. You know, so people are creatures of habit. Okay, I'm going to come. I'm getting ready. Who we playing? Travel partners, the whole. And now you might be playing at noon. You might be playing on Sunday. So there's a lot of things that, you know, and that's a decision. I think it's one of the effects that when you're going to take all the TV money that the leagues are getting, then you're going to have to be willing to sacrifice some home crowds. And I think overall they've they've diminished a little bit. Yeah. So GATA is an uh, old football acronym. Uh, get after their butts. Okay. And so uh, we won't say <laughs> what the, yeah, yeah we won't say that other a word. And so, um, uh, but you know, it's just a simple and concise word that our guys understand that what it means. And so it's really a mantra. It's really a way of life. And, um, and our guys are really bought into it. And so I'm thrilled with the summer we have. I love the direction we're going. And now we just got to get healthy. And, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Gator. Gator, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good to meet you guys. Coach, you've seen some pretty fierce regional rivalries. Obviously, South Dakota, South Dakota State. Um, we won't talk about that other team up north as well. Uh, but, but, but where does have, have you noticed? And I know you haven't been here too long, but have you noticed kind of the fierce regionalism that college basketball tends to tends to kind of breed around here? With not just BYU Utah, but Utah State fans are so passionate. And I think you touched on the passion up there. But. Well, I think every every time I've done a, um, a speech or a, you know a press conference, it gets brought up all the time. Are you guys <laughs> going to beat BYU this year? Are you going to you know take care of uh, Utah this year? Well, we don't play Utah this year, but uh, but it, it's all always getting brought up and that's what's so one of the best things about college athletics or even pro or whatever is, is those kind of rivalries and you know everybody latches on to their favorite team and you know it's so great being at a place where you love Utah State and you can't stand whatever other school you know I've been I've been able to work at a lot of different places and some places I've been you know they love uh, school X and they kind of like school Y here it's like you like one or the other right there's not a lot of middle ground that goes on that way and I think that's an exciting thing for everybody involved, from the for the fans, for the players, for the coaches, and those and you know our guys know what's at stake, right? They know the tradition of all the schools um, because everywhere you go, you see it, you hear it, and you feel it. Have uh, in your coaching experiences, have you ever come across anything quite like this where? You've got the Beehive Classic, and you've, you've talked about the passion that you see in the state, but have you ever been a part of this? And obviously, you'll be a part of it. Um, I've not seen it, you know, and of course, I haven't experienced it yet, you know, in terms of um, being on the floor. Um, but certainly, you've seen different things. Um, being on the recruiting trail and you hear different things um, from everybody, whether it's an AU coach, a high school coach, um, a prospective student athlete, and then you can't help but hear it through uh, the media, social media, and and most of all, your fan base, <laughs> right? So um, Fans tagging you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything. <laughs> so I, I spoke yesterday at an event, and as soon as they introduced me, they said, Final Four or bust? And I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm not sure you've seen the odds in Vegas. I guess yet, but um, and so, but but it's really exciting, and you want that kind of atmosphere, right? And to be able to have this kind of an event 
it's such a central location with four schools that are so rich in in tradition and history um, is really an event like no other. I've never seen this kind of a, an event with the four regional schools, right, all in one space place at, at, um, in an NBA venue. So when you add that all together, uh, it's really one of a kind. Obviously, you've got this event. You've got an entire non-conference slate ahead of you, so this is an eternity away. But you're back in the Mountain West. Have you have has the thought crossed your mind at all going back to CSU and some of your Mountain West stopping grounds when uh, that time comes? It Obviously. keeps me awake for about an extra hour every night. That's all. And I think uh, UNLV and uh, Nevada and uh, Boise and you just go right on down the line. San Diego State, New Mexico. But uh, what an awesome opportunity! It's a it's a big time league. Um, you know, I'd like we our league needs to get kind of gain some momentum here. You know, we got to try to get back where we had four and five teams um, that were. Consistent consistently going to the to the NCAA tournament. Last year we had two, and if San Diego State went to one the conference tournament, we probably would only had one. So uh, we, I think our league needs to keep elevating our profile. But every year there's 32 conferences in Division One men's basketball, and our team, our league, should be no worse than eighth, you know, on any given year. So it's really, really exciting. It's a great quality, great brand of basketball with some schools with rich tradition. And so do I think about it? Probably too much because. Uh, you know, I know how good this competition is. Awesome.